G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 641 of the Trains Move podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and like always, if you have a question for the show, and that would help support the show if you came up with one, two, ah, put yourself down for a dozen. Grab those dozen questions and jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, I was um, wildly happy for Alan Pittman. He's... Um, you know, I mentioned him all the time on the podcast. He's been probably the biggest influence in my um, triathlon little triathlon career. Um, he's been he's going to be inducted into the Australian Ironman Hall of Fame in May, so really deserving of it. He's just super cool guy, super you know, just bloody great. He's, he coached me for a few years, been a mentor since, and. Um, yeah, I've got a you know a thousand Alan Pittman stories by you know little things by him just having a go at me for here or there or um just just, just tell, telling me stories. One one of my favourites were was um and I forget which Iron Man he was doing, and he he you know his goal was always do an Iron Man, qualify for Kona, and go race Kona, rest and just repeat that cycle year on year out. And he was um, he was so confident that because he's in his age group, and at the time I want to say his age group was it was either sixty to sixty four or sixty five to sixty nine. I, I think it might have been sixty five to sixty nine at this time. He, and so at that age group, you've got to win your age group to qualify for Kona. There is no coming uh, coming second and and hoping for a roll down. So he he was so confident that he's going to win his age group. But at, I want to say it was Ironman Australia, but it could have easily been Boston or Cairns or whatever. Um, he was so confident that he'd booked his flights and accommodation to Kona months before even qualifying for it. And he, he did it, he qualified. And, and then there was this other race he did in um, uh, Busselton. And he, he was talking about the... the um, the day before the race, he's in his hotel relaxing and he's watching um, Man vs. Wild, Bear Grylls, and how some of the crap he was doing. And he, he on the, and on the run, he, he started to explode. Um, he just felt, you know, felt crap. He's cramping and, you know, things are going south terribly for him. And so all he could think of is Bear Grylls, some of the crap he did. And he, he was on the lookout on the ground looking for stuff. And he found a salt tablet and he found a gel and all that. And he says it didn't bother him being on the ground. He can worry about what happens with that later. And he popped them and he started feeling good and he kept going. So it, it was... Um, Good crap. I, I, every now and again, probably once a year, I, I'll actually look back through all our emails that we, we sent back and forth because he used to send me real good nuggets. But if he has a really good book, which I, I helped put it together for him. Um, he, he wrote it, but I helped, you know, put it together. Um, it's, I think it's called 101 Bedtime Stories for Triathletes. Really, really good read. Anyway. I'm super proud of him um, going into it. He's just a super cool guy. But anyway, today's question comes from Isaac, who writes, I finished Ironman Puerto Rico two minutes slower than 2002, but had a blast. I enjoyed it big time. I was 34 seconds faster on the swim, almost 10 full minutes on the bike. I was more fresher and uh, with the longer taper prepared for, or perhaps, 
a little too explosive on the bike, all good. To then lose it on the run, uh, that is my race analyst. Uh, next investment is a good power meter. My invest, my invest, easy for me to read. My investment into carbon fiber wheels did pay off. I ended up getting Maverick Cosmetic Cosmics about eighteen hundred dollars, eighty-two mils on the back, fifty-two on the front. They made a huge difference on a windy course especially with 18 to 22 miles gusts from the Atlantic oh mate they're beautiful winds um, I'll pause here cycling in the wind is by far a wildly unenjoyable thing but but if you're a strong cyclist you pray for that sort of stuff on race days it's it, you're gonna be you know miserable anyway but one of my favourite things about Ironman Cairns is it's always windy, and that la- it's a, about um, 100 out of the 180 k's of bike, um, you're riding 120 k's of it in headwind, and that last 60 k's is all headwind. And by the, the time you're heading back into town, the wind's picked up, and you just start seeing people exploding. And so, I'm not a fast cyclist by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm a strong cyclist, so I can just plow along in those in those headwinds. And um, I, I, it, it, I like I like winds in races. Hate it in training, but like it in races. Anyway. Um, I just did a, I just did an FTP and I was planning on doing an Olympic distance try in June. How can I use my new FTP to target a race plan for an Olympic distance? I did research on, I did a lot of research online and the rule of thumb for Ironman distance goes, um, 70.3s are around that 75 to 80% of FTP. Um, the Ironman is between 70 to 75% of FTP. I couldn't find any data on the Olympic distance. Should it be between 85 to 88% of FTP? So this is a really cool question. And um, I'll get to that in a second because you've sent me some screenshots. So April last year, he did an FTP test and he had an FTP of 215 watts. He's just completed another FTP, and that's 293 watts. Mate, that is huge. Um, you also sent me a couple of photos. Now, looking at you, over a year, you, it looks like you've put on a little over a watt a kilo. That's unheard of. That's enormous. So it would be interesting to see the heart rate data from each one, um, each one of those, to, to, to compare them as well. That, that would be interesting, but that's, that's massive. And I wonder if that's also on the exact same power meter. That's um, wildly impressive. Anyway, um, another thing, you've sent me these photos, um, and I'll get to, you, get to your question in a second. I, I, I'm looking at you on the bike. Um, I can't... At first, I looked at it, and I w- and I was thinking you need a new bike fit, but I'm enlarging it more now. Um, I don't know if it's a bike fit you need, as more as you need a better position in that fit you've got. Um, you look high up on the, on your elbows, and your neck's a little bit too far um, 
up more you need to really sink those shoulders you need to be fully fully relaxed that upper body and you're going to find you're going to um sink into into your shoulders um into that position a lot more which will straighten up that back which at the moment that head position um makes that aero helmet not the right helmet for you but i think if you drop in drop your shoulders more lower your neck and push it outwards more um that helmet's going to fit perfect then but anyway i got a bit sidetracked because the people who are listening (laughs) can't see what i'm seeing but that's a wildly impressive ftp um, improvement now the reason there's not a lot to um information out there for olympic distance when it comes to ftp is because it depends greatly on what you can run off the bike for the most part most of us can easily run um off the bike at anywhere between 70 to 80 percent of ftp um depending on that distance so you know as you said 70 to 75 percent for ironman 75 to 80 for 70.3 um if you're if i can easily tell you you need to target 90 percent of ftp for for the olympic distance but if you can't run hovering under threshold anyway um 10ks off that bike then you've just then that's going to be a bit too much so you're 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 probably right with starting off with 85 to 88 percent of ftp um that would be safe ballpark if you're finding you can run off the bike well i'd be bumping that at closer to 90 percent of ftp and seeing how you run off the bike on that um and it's purely because it's uh, it comes down to um what you can run off the bike it's i can i can give you a give you a session yeah um two times you know you can do two times um two times 20 minutes at 95 percent of ftp or starting at 90 building up to 95 percent of ftp and do an easy brick off that and you'll soon see whether you could well that's gonna that's gonna you know <laughs> that's gonna going to teach your body to run off a hard bike anyway um but and you'll get a gist of it but in june um so you haven't got a hell of a lot of time, but you've got enough time. Um, volume, you don't need to worry about. You've just done an Ironman. So so we can really focus on, you know, the good stuff when it comes to the training. So I'd start off at 88%, and then you can kind of work your way from there, whether it's... Um, because if this is a new FTP, you're you're not used to the training in these areas either. So I'd be hanging around that eighty-eight percent of FTP and seeing seeing what the runs off the bike are, and if you can bump it up to ninety, that would even be better. Um, and then with that bike position, I will, you've got um, you got a lot of time saved there. You can you by just what you do with that upper body um that shoulder position neck position um and and you're probably going to find it's going to be a lot more comfortable too by just relaxing every single muscle in that upper body um from that mid back up to 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 the top of your neck it's got to be fully fully relaxed like yeah that you're you're going to find massive gains there 
um, that's what I'd be looking at. I hope that helps, mate. If you, if you guys have any other questions, jump on to, to the website, trainsmove.com. Until next episode, which will most likely be in about a week. Hooroo.